welcome you all to this conversation, a program of the University of Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center. We are very pleased to be able to bring you these educational programs to help support small businesses. Please be advised that we will be recording this conversation for ASB TDC education purposes. But that also means that as a registrant and attendee of this conversation, you will be emailed a copy of the recording and any links posted in the chat today. I will introduce our panel momentarily, but first I'd like to introduce us and tell you a little bit about ASBTDC. I'm Amy Robinson, a specialty consultant with the Small Business Center, and I'm here with my fellow consultant and co-host, Chris Kay. Say hello. hello. Um, we, we are um, loving this, um, this position and this job and everything that we get to do in bringing fantastic programs to you. Um, the ASBTDC, if you don't know about us, is a, is a one-stop shop for startups and existing small businesses. We are associated with the University of Arkansas and affiliated with the SBA, as well as a statewide ASBTDC and a national network of more than a thousand small business centers. So you are very well supported. And locally, we offer complimentary one-on-one -on -one consulting and programs like this one covering relevant and topics for business owners. And if you are not already a client, we encourage you to visit us at SBTDC can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect today, Chris? I sure We're will. all going to hang out and interact during this fabulous happy hour. And have great conversations. And so we, we really are excited to host this, this happy hour, the Small Biz Talk Series. We love this format, as you can already tell, because we really give you guys and we have the opportunity of learning more about your businesses and learning from the experts and having um, the ability to ask questions and get to know everybody a little bit better. And even talking about maybe some challenges and successes that we've all kind of been through um, in the last few years. Now, this is an interactive hour. So we really encourage you guys to ask questions as we go along. You can either use the chat, you can raise your hand, you can unmute yourself, but um, Amy and I will be monitoring the chat and raise hand feature um, pretty closely. So we'll make sure that we kind of pipe in really want you guys to just speak up and, and ask questions as we go along. Yes, we do love a good conversation. And we know that you are taking precious minutes out of your day and your happy hour um, to be here. So we really want to get started today. Our panel conversation is centered around um, the recent launch of our hashtag SBizLove2020 campaign. We do love small businesses, and this is a way, one of the ways that we can promote and bring awareness to the incredible products and services that we have right here in our backyard. We reached out to just a few of these businesses and asked them to be here today because they represent some unique retail and service industries and they have been navigating this crazy time alongside their fellow business owners. And so today we have uh, Jessica Cahey, free, Sweet Freedom Cheese. Say hello, Jessica. We have Melina Urso of Big Box Karaoke. Say hello. Rachel Stucky Slayton with Two Friends Books and Lauren Burke of Maven Boutique. So we are so excited to have you here today. While we take a few moments to get to know them, we would very much love um, to invite and invite you to tell us a little bit about yourselves. So if you'll post in the chat to everyone or just me or Chris, if you want to stay on the DL um, and let us know about what industry you're in and a little bit about why you're here today. We'd love to hear from you and um, be able to interact with everybody. And again, we encourage you to unmute and ask your questions um, or we can relay them from the chat. Chris? 
Well, you guys, again, we're so pleased to have you all here and we're gonna actually kick it off. And Melina, I'm gonna actually um, hand it over to you a little bit. We wanna hear a little bit about your small business and, and um, just a little bit about how you got started. So if you will, could you kind of fill us in a little bit more about um, Big Karaoke Box? Yeah, so I'm Melina Urs. I'm one of the owners of Big Box Karaoke. Big Box Karaoke. <laughs> yes, we are uh, located in Fayetteville just on block, a couple doors down from Maxine's, just across the way from Little Bread Company. Um, I own the business with my husband and um, we opened December, 2018, after probably 10 years of trying to open the business. Um, we come from corporate backgrounds and marketing and sales and all that. So our passion project has always been this karaoke business and it all was inspired by our um, trip to Japan. We lived in Japan just for a little bit. And so that's how we got introduced to this style of karaoke, which if you haven't been to Big Box Karaoke, you rent a room to karaoke. You don't karaoke on a stage in front of a whole bunch of strangers. It's just you and your friends. And we have a full bar, full restaurant with really yummy food. And so it's just your own private party. Um, and we tried to open the business um, the first time in 2009, 2010 in Chicago, actually, that's where we were living. And um, it didn't work out because we were young. We had no money in the recession, obviously. Um, we're from Arkansas and we moved back in 2011 and tried to open it again in 2015 and actually had a lease out on the building on block where Atlas is right now. Um, that kind of was tabled just because that building was in very poor condition and we didn't have enough money to make it what we needed it to be. And so in 2018, we were going up block to go celebrate Justin's birthday, my husband, to go try out Pinpoint, which was new at the time, and pass the building we are in now with a big for lease sign on it. And we're like, wow, that is like the, the shape of a box. <laughs> very, uh, a very, um, secure and the structure looks good and so we called and in December of that year we were open and so it's been really cool to you know see that come to life and so we've been in business for going almost on two years now and had a really great first year and are having a really interesting second year. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've kind of transformed into a lot of different things. I, this is going to be a really good conversation with you because you've kind of been there and done all of it. And so um, we're going to be able to learn a lot from you. But um, so Lauren, let's pass it over to you. Tell us a little bit about Maven and how you got started. So my name is Lauren. I own Maven Boutique. We're over off of Greg and Township. I don't know if you know where Onyx Coffee is, but we're in that same yeah. little shopping center as them. We are just a women's boutique. Um, we mainly focus on the college girl. We're obviously really close to campus. Um, all kinds of things. I mean, clothes, accessories, shoes. We do little gifty items as well. Um, so I took over Maven August of 2018. And so I've only owned it for a couple years. And um, I, I'm trying to think, because I graduated college and I always knew I wanted to be like a business owner. And um, that it kind of just fell into my lap. It was really kind of divine, to be completely honest, because I loved fashion. I actually was planning on opening my own boutique, and this kind of just fell into my lap. My husband's friend, his wife was the previous owner, and she was going to sell it, and so she reached out to me, and it kind of all just 
worked out the way it was supposed to, to be completely honest. Isn't it funny how some of our businesses start? I mean, some of them start from a conversation. Some of them start from a childhood dream. It's amazing. I know. That's what I was like. I always knew I wanted to own a boutique. I just, you know, I was young right out of college and I was like, sure, let's do it. And then it just kind of all came into place. But um, yeah, so I've owned it for a couple of years. We were a salon and a boutique. The previous oh. owner was a hairdresser. And I closed down the salon, gosh, like within a year. It just, I don't even get my own hair done. It didn't make sense for me. <laughs> but, None of us do right now. I was like, I don't know who I am to be owning a hair salon right now. Like, yeah. that's not going to work. That's a heavy um, business model. Yeah. So I pivoted just to being a boutique. Um, and ever since then, I mean, I've been able to really focus just on that. And it's, it's been great. And I mean, of course, this year has been interesting, but we're making it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it will be interesting too to hear about that because a lot of your clientele come from the college. And so a lot of that kind of changed, it ebbs and flows with, with holidays and with, with the summer. So that'll be really interesting to talk to you more about that too. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, Rachel, how about you? Hi, folks. I'm Rachel Stuckey Slayton, and I'm one of the owners of Two Friends Books, along with Monica Diodati, who I saw is on the Zoom call. Hey, Monica. <laughs> she says, hey. Hey, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we started Two Friends Books. Um, it, the idea started in 2018. Um, Monica and I had recently moved to Bentonville from other places. And um, it was like, if you've ever moved to a new town, you know how it is when you're making new friends, you like take them out on a coffee date and you're, it's almost like you're dating. Um, and so we were like, hey, it would be so awesome if this town, which has crystal bridges and all of these amazing cultural institutions, if there was an independent bookstore. Um, and then the idea kind of blossomed from there. Um, we were actually at Onyx on the Square in Bentonville. And um, so we were like, we should just try a pop-up and see what happens. So um, within like two months of meeting each other, we started a business together. <laughs> and um, the first pop-up was at Onyx uh, for like a long weekend and it was a success. We had books and we had partnered with Block Street Records to also have records. I was right before they had um, actually moved their shop on the Bentonville Square. Um, and the pop-up developed into a longer but still um, temporary stay and like sort of a passive store inside Airship Coffee where we basically had some shelves that we would curate and uh, merchandise, but all of the sales were happening through the baristas at Airship. Um, and there was no, what, bookstores call hand selling, which is when there's a books, a bookseller, they're physically like talking to people and, um, you know, recommending books, which is really like what the true treasure of an independent bookstore is. Um, so the dream had always been to have a full service independent bookstore in Bentonville. And in June of 2020, we opened up our brick and mortar, which is teeny tiny, kind of like in keeping with our beginnings. And in addition to being an independent bookstore, we also um, have a coffee bar, um, a small natural wine list, and some really delicious sandwiches and beer. 
And um, anyway, yeah, so that's kind of how we got started and that's where we're at now. That's awesome. So you are very diversified. I mean, you can kind of go there. It's a one-stop shop for everything. <laughs> yes, especially to meet people and start a yes. business. Yeah, <laughs> you'll start a whole new generation of people doing that. <laughs> well, Jessica, how about with you? Let's hear from you a little bit. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so I'm, I tell people I'm a recovering engineer. I um, didn't grow up in a dairy family or have any intention of having a small business. Um, my, my parents, uh, my dad owned a small business and I thought was, you know, in that, in growing up in that environment, I thought anybody who would start and own their own small business had to be a little touched in the head and that it was just such a risk and a liability that I would never ever in a million years do that and then here we are so you never know what's going to happen but yeah I was actually in um, engineering consulting for um, a while and I uh, knew that it was not my passion and felt uh, really trapped in a way and kind of wanted to figure out how to get out of that situation and as a true engineer I could never make any very quick decisions everything has to have like triple safety nuts and factors of safety and so um, i spent a long time too in trying to kind of get the business developed i actually started in cheese making which is a very very difficult thing to do um, and it of course turned after a couple of years into what is now sweet freedom cheese which was arkansas's first cut to order cheese shop and um you know looked for property and and you know mylene it's i same thing i i'm actually from Fayetteville and live in Fayetteville and was really hell-bent on it being in Fayetteville. And then um, it just wound up that the right place for us was actually at the 8th Street Market as well, just down the hall from Danny. So um, all's well that ends well. We, we also opened in the fall of 2018 and um, kind of bubbled through our first holiday season and then really got it together in the following year and have really been growing our, you know, our loyal customers and our clients and um, our wholesale customers too, which is also Rachel and Monica too at, at their wonderful little shop. So I feel like I have lots of connections with a lot of people on this call, which is really fun. Um, and then, yeah, of course, lots of challenges this year, which I'm sure we'll talk about. <laughs> yes, but before we talk about that, you know, one of the things that I don't know that we really thought deeply about in inviting you, we were looking at the, the diversity of your different businesses and, you know, how, how people can um, be patrons of your businesses during this season and, and how, you know, small businesses are, but one of the things that just popped to mind is you all are very new businesses. Everybody's just been in business for a few years and then hello COVID. And so, so let's start first of all um, with what you love about being a small business, because I think that you were all obviously inspired for different reasons from, from travel to, um, to friendship, to just, you know, always knowing that that's what you wanted to be. Um, and, you know, we hear from entrepreneurs a lot about, um, you know, making this very conscious decision to go in business. But so what are some of the things that you've loved about being um, a, a new small business owner? Anybody, Jessica. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I love that you get to kind of make your own decisions, right? And that you also get get to create your own culture um, because I think a lot of that comes from the top down, and it's sometimes difficult to do from a large um, kind of corporate standpoint. It's a little easier in terms of a, a small business um, when you have fewer people and you can kind of pivot um, quickly too. So um, yeah, I. 
as hard as it's been, honestly, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, it's it's the connections that we have um, and the, the just the employees and the customers and um, all of the people that we interact in the business are, are just invaluable. And it's, you know, I, I kind of have gone from not wanting to, you know, wake up and go to my job in the morning to, you know, this is my true passion and I would suffer greatly for it. So I think you have to be a a certain kind of again maybe touch person in the head to want to do this and to love to do it um but uh (laughs) right yeah i'm not saying it's a bad thing necessarily um but uh you have to have a yeah a certain wherewithal and stamina um because it there's definitely lots of ups and downs but um i think it's also helped me improve in terms of being able to make decisions more quickly and kind of um kind of go with the flow a little easier too. Uh, I, I like things like, I think a lot of people I, to be very regular and when things change and there's lots of curveballs, maybe that's not always the happiest of things. Um, and I've learned how to kind of roll with that and um, be, be a little more mellow about the things that really don't matter. And even, even the big things too, you know, the big things that um, can make or break you, sometimes they just happen and you really can't dwell on the negative part of it. You have to just figure out how to to kind of move on like what has happened has happened and you've got to um just kind of put it all together again and make the best of it and push forward with the the best of intentions and jessica that's interesting coming from you because i've worked with a lot of engineers and you guys are kind of black and white and you know (laughs) in your place and it's kind of neat how we have grown from a lot of the circumstances over the last few months to be a little bit more fluid and, and flexible so that's really interesting and it's kind of hard, but it's really enthralling too. I love that. Melina, you come from a lot of different backgrounds. You've worked with a lot of different companies. And so um, jumping into not only um, being an entrepreneur with Big Box, but also being in the hospitality industry and entertainment. Um, so so what is it, you know, kind of in those comparisons as well? And, and what is it that you ended up loving about being um, a small business owner? Um, I think it has been just the connection to the community, kind of like piggybacking off of what Jessica said um, and offering something new and different. Um, Big Box Karaoke is the first of its kind in Arkansas and in this region. And so it's been really exciting to bring this concept to this area and just like be a place that people of any background, of any age, of any of any personality type of anything, um, we really kind of service everyone and see them create these memories with each other. Um, it's been really rewarding in that fact, just like being connected to the community, seeing the support, especially during this year has been amazing. And we, Justin and I, for the first year we're in the business, we're owner operators, so we, we're in there almost every day until 2 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever, because we're a late night bar too. And, um, and so establishing relationships with, you know, our customers was really awesome and, and is still awesome. And we have, you know, our loyalists um, and, you know, these people are like have become our family just because they're supporting our family, you know, and um, it's been just really cool. Just coming from the corporate world, it's you don't have that connection really um, with people um, in that way. And uh, we're offering a service that brings joy to so Mm -hmm. many people. 
when they get there. And it's that instant gratification. Whenever we do recruiting for servers or bartenders, I always tell them, because I have worked in restaurants before in my college life, and I say, this is the easiest server job you'll ever <laughs> do. Because once somebody comes into Big Box Karaoke, they're already happy. And yes. you're just going to make them happier. So it's it's a really fun job and a fun business. And I think just the community aspect has been um, really just rewarding for me. I love that. It's all about community. I think that's why one of the reasons that we like what we're doing right now is we're really bringing the community together. And, and we'll talk about our campaign, the SBiz Love 2020, in a little bit too. But I love bringing the community together, but there have also been challenges. And, and Lauren, I know you very well. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the challenges and how you've had to kind of um, change a little bit, kind of be, be a chameleon along the way in the last couple of years? Yeah, for sure. So of course, COVID is the main topic. Um, yeah. When that hit, we closed almost straight away. I was like, I don't know what this is. We're closing down, what is going on? And so we just closed the storefront and I did everything out of my house. And um, we really just started, or I guess I really just started focusing just on the e-commerce side of things. And you really learn how to pivot and you really learn your customer and you really kind of learn, you know, this is, you just gotta do what you gotta do. My poor husband was watching me do try-ons and stuff in the living room. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> My dogs are in the background and, you know, it's just kind of like this. You just figure it out. But honestly, I love a good challenge. And so it's been kind of fun for me in a, in a weird way, I guess, because it's like you really have to put yourself out there more because I don't like really put myself on like the Instagram feed or, you know, anything like that. And so I really had to dig deep and <laughs> kind of just go with the flow and this is me, this is my business, and this is who you're supporting in this time because a lot of the people, you know, they don't really put a face to the business. Right. You know, we're just a boutique in Fayetteville, just like all the 20 other ones. And so it really pushed me to get out of my comfort zone and do what I gotta do and mm -hmm. we survived. <laughs> and and personalize your business. Yep, it's all about personalizing your business. And I think you made that jump pretty quickly. Yeah, so social media really has become um, a best friend, a second, you know, a right arm to a lot of small businesses. I have all of you kind of experienced that as well, um, Rachel and and uh, and Monica. I'm going to throw you in here too um, because you're here um, <laughs> with two friends. Um, was there was there a social media aspect of your business because you're very high touch um, that you that you changed to that you didn't expect you were going to be doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say, well, we always had a social media presence, but, you know, the pandemic definitely forced us to kind of up our game a bit. And we had always wanted to have an online store, like an e-commerce side, but hadn't really gotten around to it. So it did kind of put pressure on getting that up and running, which ultimately has been a good thing for our business. Um, I think we had it launched by the end of March, I want to say, Rachel. I'm not, I don't remember for sure, but our yeah. online um, sales have been good uh, since we started that. But uh, yeah, you're right that it is high touch. Um, actually, the 
forums that y'all organized or at the beginning of the pandemic around how to keep your business safe actually helped us a lot in how we decide whether to allow customers in or not. Um, and right now we're just doing two people at a time in the store and you have to hand sanitize before you come in if you want to browse the books. Um, and I think it's been, you know, working out okay. And, um, you know, as we stay consistent with it, like I think our customers appreciate that we're staying safe and trying to keep them safe and our employees. So it's been an interesting challenge, but we've only existed during the pandemic. And so we don't have a ton to compare it to, which is also kind of interesting. That is interesting. You all will have um, really great stories to tell when you say, we opened in June, 2020. People will be like, what? You did what? <laughs> and why? <laughs> and why? Yes, no, we've admired um, admired your um, your perseverance in, in doing that. And, um, you know, Jessica, you've been uh, participating in the restaurant forum as well. And um, and I know that you've made some some changes also. Um, so what what kind of what are some of the biggest changes that you feel like you've had to make and um, adaptations? And maybe even just as importantly, what adaptations do you have you made that you might kind of like and want to keep kind of what Monica was saying? Yeah, uh, we, we have a little dining room. It's actually where I am right now uh, that was very small. And um, we did kind of, you know, wine, wine and cheese service back here. We did fondue nights and raclette nights. Um, and we just, of course, stopped all of that with uh, COVID. And I think at some point in the future, we'll restart our raclette nights. But I think, you know, fondue night is probably done for. Um, and uh, also kind of the service back here. So hopefully the 8th Street Market, I know, had, had talked about doing um, kind of a entertainment district uh, permit where you can walk around with your beer, or your wine. And we're kind of hoping that that will proceed forward. But for now... And it's kind of hurt us because we can't sell wine by the glass or have a cheese plate here. Everything's to go. But we actually kind of love it because it's really high labor um, and it's, uh, it's a lot of hard work uh, for the margins. And what we really want to do, what our you know, core business is, is to sell the cheese. And so that's actually pushed our sales, of course, to grocery. And that really has saved us, too, because even though we have a restaurant permit, um, and alcohol permits for on-site consumption. We're just not exercising that. Um, we're just exercising our like our retail grocery permits, and so we were able to actually stay open during the the whole shebang of everything. Um, and of course, we'll kind of continue in that. So I think moving forward, we probably will keep our dining room closed. Uh, we've converted it mainly to dry storage and started a little bit of shipping. Um, we also did pivot. We didn't really have anything online um, in terms of a shop. So uh, other than maybe gift cards, um, right, right at the beginning of the pandemic, we put gift cards on and then we started to put other things on as well. Um, we started to do you know more curbside and call-in orders. Uh, we had talked about putting an inventory list, which is kind of hard because we have like 200 rotating cheeses and a billion other items in store in terms of SKUs um, and we don't really have any sort of elegant you know inventory systems that can just create that as a list and so um, I'm manually updating them and we had had a lot of people previously that wanted that type of thing but we just didn't have the time or kind of the reason to do it but then now that we've put it online it's been a big benefit some people can take a look at it and give us a call and then we'll have their order ready. And I think probably before Christmas, we're not going to start moving more things online. Um, it's a little bit harder with kind of perishable goods that are going to be um, sold in kind of variable weights. It's a complicated inventory slash POS 
process, but um, it's something that we're kind of looking forward to doing at least in part for 2021. And then um, we also took on a ginormous, we didn't ship at all, and we took on a huge project um, with the Midwest Dairy Association for doing um, our very first shipping project, which was, uh, it went great, and, but it was definitely, you know, we had to learn um, how to swim in the deep end of the pool pretty quickly. And um, we started doing kind of a little bit of shipping here and there, but we need to kind of get it together, I think, um, like the rest of you um, in a re kind of, real kind of e-commerce situation. It's, it's amazing to me to listen to you guys because it's like all of us are, are building this airplane as we're flying it. And <laughs> It's just like, what, what is going on here? But so, so what are the, what are some of the tips? If you guys could give some really good tips and Melina, I'll pass it over to you. What would be a really good tip that you've learned as you kind of built your airplane along the way into um, the next new normal that we're going to be seeing coming up? Um, I think it's, you know, just move fast. I mean, um, Justin's on now. I see he's also on dad duty, so he might not. Have <laughs> hey, Justin. <laughs> that is but, the new normal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, the next normal. Goodness, it's just like you're the next day, which can be totally different than, you know, the day you're on and just like going with the flow and moving with, moving with what's given to you, whether it's new state mandates or whatever you just kind of have to go and not spend so much time thinking about it, but just make decisions real fast and, um, and be okay with it. And it might work out. It might be a great decision um, or it might not. And um, so, and just being okay with that. Um, it's just it's such a new time that, you know, I think don't get too hard on yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself, ask for help. Um, the restaurant forum has been really great just to kind of hear what everybody else is doing, what's working for them, what's not um, leaning on, you know, your community for your support, for the support, leaning on um, ASPTDC for the resources there. Um, yeah, I think my biggest tip is just, you know, move fast, move fast, make decisions, you know, don't sit on it uh, because you don't have a lot of time and we don't, you know, we're not, we're not making a lot of money, so we can't really just on things so we got to just try things just try things you know we've done so many different things i think sometimes it gets a little overwhelming to our customer but it's like we're just trying to throw spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks and, and keep going with the things that are sticking so and one of the things we talked about was the restaurant form that we do every monday and one of the things that is so neat to see is you guys all jumping in you know if one of you guys are in need all of you jump in to support each other and it's it's that community and asking for help and talking to other people has been really key. And Amy, we've seen that all along the way over Absolutely. these months. Absolutely. Well, and we do have a, a couple of questions. Um, Rebecca was asking about kind of how, um, and you all are answering in the chat. Thank you so much about yes. um, how, uh, how many employees you have, because we know that, um, you know, employment has been affected, but you all um, are employers, you're employing yourselves, you're employing people um, part-time, part-time sales associates. Um, so, you, you know, basically between one and five, one in six people you all are employing, which, you know, through this is, is incredible and amazing. And Catherine actually, um, 
had some great questions going back to kind of the relationships, the, the deeper relationships and kind of what um, you've learned from your customers um, in the past. Um, you know, Lauren, you had talked about that a little bit about like having, putting yourself out there with which Allison was like, yay, go do that. Um, mm -hmm. Part of it, um, you know, we don't love COVID, but there have been some benefits. And so um, what is it that you are learning from your customers about how to serve them better in that more kind of intimate um, space that you've developed? Yeah. So I'll say that COVID really has like let me bond with a lot of the people that walk in the store. I mean, we sit there and we're like, oh, this stupid mat, you know, like it's almost like a conversation piece now where it's like, you know, oh my gosh, 2020. It's just, it's the conversation around it. You really just like bond over it because we're all going through the same thing everyone's feeling it to some degree um but it's really just allowed me to really like we've said create those relationships and be able to you know start that conversation and then move on to of course close and be like well what are, are you looking for more loungy stuff like what are you actually looking for what are you wearing right now so it's really helped me kind of buy better for my customer because I can open the conversation, we can bond, we get each other's names, like follow each other on Instagram, you know, all that fun stuff. And so then I can really take a glimpse into their life and buy better for them because everything that I put on my shelves, they're wearing to their wedding events, their wedding showers, their baby showers, their best friend's engagement, their- We're dressing from the waist up for Zoom. <laughs> Sitting at home, drinking red wine, watching Dexter, you know, it's, yeah. it's really just helped me be a better buyer, I think mm -hmm. is the biggest key for me because I'm like, I have more of a glimpse into their actual lives and I can just kind of know my actual customer better and form more of a niche. So. I mean, one of the things that I've heard you say over the last several months is the people, I mean, we all know how important the people component is. But I think we've all just appreciated each other more and our customers more. And then the people, like you said, the loyalty coming from the community, we've all bonded. You know, we always like to say misery loves company, but it is we've all bonded over one common thing that I've never seen in, or nor we probably will see in our lifetime over the globe. We've all had one common, common goal, but it's kind of neat to see how important the people aspect has really even bumped up and we see it through ASB TDC all the time, you know, people helping people. It, it's that most important yeah. part of it. People yeah. are more kind too, I feel like. People are more willing to kind of give me their input and say, hey, you know, you could be doing this better. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> you're right about that, thank you. You know, it makes them more comfortable with me to, you know, call me out if I'm doing something wrong and kind of make, make it better. Me better all around really, so. Crystal and Monica, I'm really curious about your business model. And you said that you're just, you know, you're having limited numbers of customers come in. And, and so in, in those intimate relationships and, and as a brand, brand new startup, um, what are some of the, the benefits of those relationships or what are you finding in that, in that um, getting to know your customers and how to serve them as you're ramping up? Yeah, I would say... Um, that has been one of my favorite parts of being in the business, uh, like in the actual shop day to day is talking to our customers. And uh, one thing we noticed early on is that people were um, 
like buying each other books like our uh our customers would come in and say oh can i like leave this book aside for so and so or a copy or something like that and that happened a couple times and um we decided to like formalize it into uh, this it's actually like an Italian tradition to like pay for a coffee called Sospeso. Um, and we have this board at the shop where you can anonymously buy a friend a book or a coffee or something like that. And it's been like super encouraging to see how many people use it. Um, and that has been really nice because it does eliminate this like need for contact between the people, but it's just like this very nice thing you can do for somebody. And we tag them on Instagram that they have something waiting for them at the shop. And that's something we didn't like set out as like a, a plan, but just kind of naturally happened because of how generous our customers were. Um, yeah, Rachel, I don't know if you have any experiences like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that getting our online business up and running was also very helpful um, in terms of like helping our our space is so small and um, folks can order from our online inventory, which is just so much larger than our in-store. And so like seeing what people are ordering online when they're maybe not physically able to come into the store or if they want to just do an in-store pickup or something has also kind of helped us like um, uh, tweak how we buy and see like you know if there's like a, a running theme like in in the community of like what people are interested in um but I mean I think that kind of like what Lauren was saying like just having that point of um, connection with folks and because it is so limited to only two people like it's a pretty intimate space like you're kind of there with them and um so yeah, lots of conversations get struck up, certainly, that may not have otherwise happened if there was a group of 15 people in the store. That's awesome. Well, and I want to say hi to um, you know Jason and, and Tammy. Thank you for being here as um, as a community builder, Jason, and, and Tammy as a business owner. And, and again, anybody is free to unmute and and ask a, ask any of the questions that um, that you have for our panelists. Um, Mary Beth, do you want to ask your question? Because I yes. think it's a great one. I do too. <laughs> She's just a fearless leader, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just have I do whatever I'm told or whatever. Um, I was just curious if there what you guys could think of that we at the ASBTDC could be offering for you. I mean, we really have uh, we've tried our hardest to listen to what folks need, but uh, I know that you guys might be thinking of things. I wish I had blank. Le reach out to us and let us know um, because. Right now we're trying just to, some days we're working on how do we get people better funding? And then it's all of a sudden we're working on some grants and then we're focusing a lot on marketing. And we're just like you guys, we're trying to pivot a lot from uh, what the needs are of our clients or of the local business communities. So let us know, um, if it, even if it's something we can currently offer, that does not mean that we are not going to, but we, are, we just need to hear from you. So let us know if there are specifics um, and we hopefully have, because we have a pretty good sized team at this point, we can, if we don't have the resources, we hopefully can find it for you. Yeah, we're, we're building our own plane as we go along. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. 
And so, you know, what, what would your, what would your dream support system? I think one of the interesting things that I've noticed, um, and Melina alluded to it a little bit about, um, you know, reaching out entrepreneurship is lonely. It is mm-hmm. like, you feel very isolated. You feel very kind of on your own. And even sometimes if it's just a sounding board, um, to help you out, but the, you know, the, the cool thing I've learned about being on this team is everything that we've got internally as well. I'm like, wow, I, had no idea that that existed and so yeah if you had if you had dream resources like <laughs> what would that look like that would be well and amy we didn't know about that beforehand too i mean the asb tdc is it's a, a stop for everything i mean i never knew it existed and if anybody wanted to start a new business or has started a new business knew about it it'd be amazing the resources that are out there that are, are that kind of just hit every everything along the way so in addition to us, what are some of the, what are some of the way, ways and where have you found some support and community other than your, other than your patrons? What do you all, how do you refresh and renew and where do you go and, and who is helping you in the community? Anybody? Rachel, I see you smiling. I think you have. <laughs> well, this isn't quite local, but, um, the American Booksellers Association have been an amazing resource for us. Um, they also, similarly to the forums that um, you guys have been hosting, they also host specifically for booksellers and it's nationwide. And so um, like getting into, you know, that association has been just totally invaluable for us. And are they doing, obviously they're doing all of that online and mm-hmm. are they breaking it into any kind of specialty areas or is it a, a larger, broader forum? Or are they, are they focusing on certain topics or anything? Sometimes. Um, so it's a national organization and then, then they have regional um, breakout groups. Like mm-hmm. we're part of um, like the Southern Booksellers Association as well. So pretty much anything from Arkansas down. And, um, but then, you know, they also have like twice weekly coffee breaks, they call them, um, and used booksellers, new booksellers, large shops, new shops, old shops. You know, one thing, cool thing about bookselling is a lot of these stores have been around for, you know, 50 plus years and they're like really cultural institutions in their communities. And so it's been really amazing being able to like pick their brains who are very established and then also hear from like newer shops who are like really trying to um, you know, find new ways of doing things. And this time that's probably, that's probably huge. Everybody Mm -hmm. finding new ways. How about you, Jessica? Who's your, who have been your rocks during this time? Oh yeah. Um, so kind of similarly, it's not local, but, uh, national, um, with a network of kind of independent two shop owners, it's a, a really specialty thing that we do. So sometimes it's really frustrating to try and, you know, describe and get help. These are like intricate problems that we have. And so to be able to reach out to other independent owners in other cities, um, has been helpful. Um, sometimes it's just to complain, uh, <laughs> or to, um, you know, actually get some sort of uh, objective advice or contacts, but it's it's definitely very helpful. But again, we're all we're all kind of you know trying to swim swim up the stream together, so uh, it's hard to kind of put it on any one person. So kind of having a collective is is very nice. It takes a village, right? <laughs> For sure, yeah. And high tides rise all boats. I have to I, I try and say that as much out loud as possible because I have to remind myself of it yeah Um, but yeah especially I think for small businesses 
um, you know, we're in this together and the more that we can kind of collaborate and, um, you know, set ourselves apart and kind of help each other float, the better chances we're, we are that we're going to survive this versus trying to kind of do it all alone. Yeah, we could not have said it better. Absolutely. Does anybody have any questions? I definitely don't want to be asking all of the questions if anybody wanted, wants to pipe in and, and has some specific questions for our panel. One thing I noticed was that Lauren posted uh, she'd be interested in a weekly or monthly small group Zoom meeting for entrepreneurs. And I think that that, that could work yep. really well, just like we do for the restaurant forum. And obviously restaurant owners have their own deal and their own, but maybe for everybody else, gosh knows we have a lot of us um, out there that I think that that's a great idea, Lauren. Yeah, and you could even break it into niches almost like the boutique world, whoever, you know, whoever, I know a couple other boutique owners that would maybe be interested or the restaurant world or, you know, that can maybe be helpful. I don't know. Just an idea. Yeah. Great. Great, great idea. We love it. Anything to bring people together. I mean, yeah. we're better together than we are apart. And just chat about it. Cause it's like, it does feel lonely sometimes. Cause I try to talk to like my husband about it, but he doesn't, you know, he gets it, but he doesn't really get it. <laughs> yeah. I see. I see Jessica laughing. <laughs> I feel the exact same way, Lauren. I'm, I'm totally with you. <laughs> I love you and I'm sitting here trying to explain it, you know, and it's like, but you don't. And I wouldn't get it either if I wasn't smacked up in the middle of it. And so I think just, like I said, having other people that truly are in your same position to talk to mm -hmm. about it. I mean, that would be helpful for me at least, I think. So. Yes. Jason, what are you thinking? Do you have questions for everyone or anyone in particular? Well, I, I personally blame uh, Sweet Freedom Cheese for my COVID-19 weight gain. Um, Good job, Jessica. It's all right. I, 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 I have it too. <laughs> I still love you, Jessica. And um, No, I, I think from, I come at this all from a different perspective, uh, from a nonprofit background. And I think hearing all of you speak and, and the challenges that you face you we have the same issues with the nonprofit world especially right now uh, our revenue is way down um, I, I'm I direct the Arkansas Philharmonic Orchestra and now I feel like I'm more of a TV radio producer director you're trying to do all this virtual content versus in the concert hall um, content and so we're all having to learn new things and you know, a lot of it's good, but I wonder if if it would be interesting to have a conversation where there's a, a good mix of nonprofits with small business owners, because I think even though a lot of nonprofits will say, oh, well, we're, you know, we're not a business, you know, like our, our goal is not to make a profit. Well, you're not going to be around very long, you know, if you don't figure out how to make revenue. And the same for small business organizations, I think they really could benefit from the relationship skills that nonprofit organizations have yeah. and uh, the the time and effort we spend building those relationships. So I think that would be interesting conversation in the future. Completely agree with you. I, I've often thought that, you know, businesses should be more like nonprofits and nonprofits should have more business. This perfect, beautiful mix of both really does seem to be um, a, a wonderful confluence and and you're right you you know as a nonprofit you are you are you are in business and a lot of times you're in business doing 
all of the juggling all on your own um, because the dollars are not as um, as much there um, and especially in this uh, in this period of time. Absolutely. I think that's a great, great comment. Well, and I think one question we get a lot too, and Lori, I'm going to kind of pick your brain just a little bit, and even Rebecca, one of the questions we get is, has marketing changed? You know, how do you market to people and how do you market your services, you know, along with this? Has the marketing kind of plan or, or go-to plan changed? Lori, can you talk about that just for a second? I think right now, I mean, <clears throat> The biggest change is that people's offerings have changed because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that's what people have to figure out first. And then how you market it follows that. So like I just had a conversation with a client before this and we talked about, okay, is she going to have a different strategy for what her services are um, based on the new arena? Okay, so she's got the whole COVID thing she's got to address that she hasn't addressed yet. This is a service industry. And then she's got to retarget based on that in light of COVID. So she's got a whole campaign around what is she, what protocols does she use? That's got to be addressed. And then now she's got a new target that she's got to market to based on needs for COVID that weren't really there before, but we're going to hang our hat on something because of COVID that's kind of reopened what was an existing market, but makes it a more marketable market, if that makes sense because of COVID. So COVID's kind of in some ways opening new doors that weren't there. Like we've all learned that work from home is now a thing <laughs> that may be a thing for some companies. So for some businesses, it's opening new markets for them temporarily. And then you've got to market to that. So if you'll notice you guys with Rebecca, even having the background, it is so key. So that's our goal for SBiz Love 2020. And if you'll notice, it's hashtag and up at the top left-hand corner is a little hard where North Arkansas is. So that was Rebecca's baby and <laughs> we love it. We love it. But that's her background and just even kind of plugging you by just the, the visuals behind you are key with all the Zooming that we're doing, Lori. I mean, all of those things. We're Zooming. I like that. I like Zooming. <laughs> I like Zoom, but I like Zooming. Those, that's fun. <laughs> So in that spirit, um, tell us a little bit about how, um, how, how to best help you specifically and also other businesses to Jessica's comment about, um, you know, we're all in this together and supporting you. Obviously, we've launched the SBiz Love 2020 and we definitely want everybody to participate in that. But what are some other ways? What are some of the best ways that we can support small businesses right now? And Tammy, we haven't heard from you, and you own um, a, a yoga lab. I'd love yes, to hear. Yes, we'd love to hear. Yes. If you, if you don't mind, we don't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're on the panel, but you showed up. So <laughs> but we kind of do, Amy. We kind of do put people on the spot. That's what we do. Oh, it's no problem at all. No, I'm kind of in the same boat as everybody, like very new business owner. Um, we opened in September of 2019. So we were just hitting our six month birthday when we had to close for COVID. And so it's been interesting. It's been a crazy kind of pivot. And our um, business is really focused on personal connection and having and creating experiences for people. So we really didn't wanna be the yoga studio that was just like virtual online, you connect, do a Zoom class and you go. We wanna be like connecting with people and experience. So it's been hard. Um, it's been really hard to pivot. And right now 
we're kind of in that stage where we've got a lot of people that want to come to class and we can only have seven, eight people in. And so space is our big issue. And we did really okay this summer because we were able to host classes outdoors and we have a stand-up paddleboard business, which we were able to keep going, keep afloat um, per se, <laughs> because it was outdoor and people felt really safe about doing outdoor activities. And we still spaced them out when we were doing that. But as soon as fall hit, it has been tough. So I've been pivoting a little bit more onto the retail side because knowing that the holidays were coming, I knew all my yogis would continue supporting us. And they were like, what can we buy from you? What can we do for you? So I was just, I mean, I have a little tiny wall. It's probably, I don't know, 10, 12 feet long in the store. That's it. Where we normally have, you know, cocoon apparel and just some random trinkets. And it did well for holiday last year. So in September, I was just buying a few extra things for it. And one night I just said, I'm just going to go big and create this huge market and turn my studio space into a store for one day and see how it does. And so that was just this past weekend. So on Black Friday, we did this huge Merry Market and we had like over 60 people like do a time entry spot to come shop us and we did extremely well. And so now I'm looking at, I need to pivot and do some online sales mm -hmm. and have like a small boutique of just things that I love and a curated experience that goes along with everything with their yoga experience. So I'm looking at the next couple months of like, how the heck do I create an online business and how do I do shipping? Those are two things like I'm just not familiar with. Yeah. And so looking to pivot here in that foray, and then hopefully eventually as the vaccine rolls out, we'll be able to add more and more people to classes by that time, spring will come around and then we can go back outside. So it's really just getting through really these next six, seven months that I'm the most concerned about. Um, but everybody's been really good about sticking with us. And I will say we tried online classes and our yogis, the ones that come to us are like, we just want to be with you in person because they're much more about communities. So the second we were able to open back in May, they all wanted to come back. They're like, we don't want to do online. That's just not our thing. So I only have a few people that do that. So I have not put my focus on online classes because I love the connection. Back. Yes, I was so sad that I missed the sleepover the one time that it happened because then it was COVID after that. I was like, oh, it's yes. terrible. But you know, one of the things that you said is, and which I love is that you're investing in things that are not just going to be valuable now, but they'll be valuable for a very long time. And I think that that is really important um, in the pivots is that those investments that you're making in online and um, like Jessica said, doing something that you didn't think you needed to do, but then kind of forced to do, and then it's going to be something that can be a revenue stream, a sustaining revenue stream in the future is huge. And I do hope, um, Tammy, and some of the things that we've been talking about is, and that's one of the things that's happened in the restaurant form and that, you know, in developing a small business community we could do is when you have those questions like how do i ship and where do i go to do this and how am i going to build this and um, you know we we don't all singularly have the answer but collectively it's um it's amazing what um what ideas we can come up with and and catherine's shooting them out here left and right she's talking about wine and cheese it must be happy hour it must be time <laughs> i was gonna say I, i've watched her over here her brain just never stops that's fantastic. That's, that's one thing I wanted to bring up, though, is and Catherine's always thinking that way. That's something that I've seen 
throughout this is to see how in the world businesses can partner together. And before everybody was operating in isolation and now, uh, and that's why, I mean, but Catherine's always in this, hmm, how can we get the orchestra together with, with Sweet Free? I mean, it, it's really interesting, because, it, but it can work beautifully. So I think that's been a definite success, and we've just got to keep building on that. We pay him for those COVID, those COVID pounds. <laughs> Fantastic. Just so, to, yeah. to add on to that, more yeah. businesses are like coming together to do stuff like that because it's like we're all in this together. This just like epic, like blech, there's a pandemic. It is. Like the environment is more conducive to that right now. Um, so people are just a little bit more open to it. It seems like, you know, it seems like it gets suggested and then it happens. So. so I would love to just kind of end on the note of, of your recommendations for, for how we can help um, you and other small businesses just kind of, um, you know, again, we are recording this, so it will be shared to everybody that's here and we'll put it out there for people listening. Um, so if you were just, you know, to be asked on the street, what can we do to help you or other small businesses during this time of year? What would your answer be? And Melina, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> um, I would just say, come visit us at Big Box Karaoke. Go visit, go visit your, you know, favorite businesses. If you don't feel comfortable visiting them and see what their offerings are for a virtual event or a gift card or takeout, um, because we all have options for being in person and not too. So, um, and even just, I think this Espis Love campaign does a really good job of uh, sharing other ways you can support a business without spending money. So just like sharing our page out, um, liking a post, you know, we have um, lots of really great occasions that can be um, celebrated at Big Box. So if you hear about somebody who has a kid's 13th birthday coming up and they're like looking for something safe and fun, then you know, think about us, you know, just uh, keeping top of mind. Um, and yeah, just helping share, spread the love, share the love. Uh, that's what the campaign is, right, Melina? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rachel and Monica? What, what would you, what would you ask for people to do to support you and other small businesses? So do you mean the ASB TDC or the? No, I just, all of it. somebody walked up to you on the street randomly and said, how can we support you? Or how can we support other small businesses? What would you, what would you tell them? I would say, take the one extra step to uh, go to our website and buy your books from us. Um, Skip Amazon. <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> wherever, you're, wherever else you're buying it, if it's not an independent bookstore, yeah. take the extra step, type in their website and just shop with your, with an independent store. Um, if you're not in a position to, to be shopping right now, then certainly, um, you know, sharing our content on social media, interacting with us on social media, reviewing us on um, Google and Yelp and Facebook, all of that really helps us. Um, and also giving us feedback, like that's, also very helpful and um, we very much be ourselves as a place that's created by the Northwest Arkansas community and shaped. Um, and so we, we need your input. That's can we buy a gift card online? You can. Got you it. can buy a gift card, you can buy a membership, or you can do a subscription box online. 
I'm looking at it. I didn't see it at first because I've got a daughter in Bentonville. That's a perfect part of a gift. A sweet freedom gift card and a, <laughs> and a bookstore gift card, right? Well, Lauren, and I know that you uh, mentioned, you know, people coming and giving you advice on um, things that you could do differently. So give the advice back. What can people do to support you and other small businesses? I mean, I think like everybody else says, I think the power of word of mouth is super underestimated. I mean, literally just telling your friend, hey, I got this cardigan at Maven or hey, I got this book and I got, you know, just really just spreading the word. It doesn't, you don't have to necessarily like buy anything or, you know, whatever, but um, just the power of word of mouth, I think is really strong. Cause if, if you trust a business and you tell another person about a business that just trust overall, like trust in a business owner and a business, anything is really important, I think. And so, I mean, just- Especially now. Yeah. And I mean, because I mean, you see all these fake websites online, you know, there's so much like scam in the world yeah. and word of mouth is really, really powerful. So I think that would be a good thing too, of course, liking and sharing and commenting yeah. and all that with the Instagram algorithms. Now you like, it's crazy. You won't like, we'll post something and one day it'll get like 300 likes and then we'll post something else and get like 50. And it's like, just the algorithm, people aren't commenting or, you know, interacting with our posts. And so that's always really helpful. On that social. always all plays a part in bumping you up, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the more comments you get, the higher you go on the like algorithm, there's all these different things, but just interaction, I think overall is key. How about for you, Jessica? You're kind of in an interesting kind of restaurant, but not restaurant, food, but not- All my favorites. All the diversification, favorites. yeah. Diversification's been very important. If we had put you know, all of our eggs in a specific basket, we may not have made it. So in order to kind of have all those different eggs and variety of baskets that really helped. Um, yeah, I think just echoing everything that everybody else has said, like, obviously, if you can spend your money at a small business that's local, then great, you should do that if you can, because it's going to help keep that business afloat, like 50 bucks might not be all that much of a big deal to Amazon, but it's going to be a really big deal to small businesses in your community. So, of course, that's the primary way. But if you, yeah, as everyone said, can't spend that money, um, then, then do all those other things, uh, likes and comments and word of mouth and et cetera. Um, I would also say kind of adding that to being in retail and particularly in food, um, you know, be nice to people that are on the other side of the, the counter or the register. Um, you know, we're, we're there, especially in food and, you know, in other kind of spaces like that, that are, um, you know, it's been difficult and uh, you know kind of dealing with customers who are freaked out and um, who maybe aren't the nicest and we still have to you know do do the things that we need to do and keep ourselves safe um, we have lots of people that come in all the time they're like oh we don't have to wear a mask no one is here and you're like well there's other humans here right the the humans on the other side of the counter so i think that um, people forget about that as well right and uh, I would just say, you know, holiday season can be really stressful. And we always say it brings out the very best and the very worst in people. Um, and a lot of that kind of gets misdirected sometimes, I think, in retail. Um, 
maybe you're mad at someone else and it comes out and the poor person who's ringing your stuff up. Um, so I would just, you know, encourage everybody to know that it's, it's been a stressful time for everyone on this planet and um, that the, the people that are on that side of the, you know, not just small business, um, all, all businesses, uh, you know, just cut them a little slack if you can, um, because they, you know, they're trying their very best as well and putting themselves, you know, in potentially risky situations. Absolutely. And Melina added tip well. Well, I think that I hope that uh, we are, we're all going to be taking notes and quoting you on a lot of this. These are great social media shares and in quoting you on what people can do to um, support small business during this time. And so thank you again, all of you for being here and cheers. Uh, thank you for kicking off your happy hour with us. Um, again, if you registered or you're attendee um, of this conversation, you'll be emailed a copy of this recording, as well as a brief survey that will help us continue to serve you and bring you quality programs. Chris, where else can you find us and what else can we do with our SBiz Love 2020? <laughs> well, let me just tell you. So first of all, you can see a full listing of our workshops at sbtdc.uark.edu. And you can also connect by using the QR code that's up there on your screen. We would love if you could sign up for the notifications um, and even better become a client if you're not already. Um, but um, we also post on social media, so you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And along with the evaluation that Julie will be sending out, um, we are going to attach the logo that you saw behind Rebecca today. And we are asking all small businesses in the area, really everybody in the area, if you could print that out, take a picture of you with it, and then post it on all of your social media, making sure that you tag us along um, the way it has been a huge hit already and it's not going to stop it's going to be something that goes into 2021 so we are going to really work on creating a community ASBTDC has already created a community um, that that we all know about but we really want to expand that out and and bring the love to everybody in, in 2021 so if you could help us share that word that, that would be great and um, we will see you um, hopefully the next happy hour along the way Fantastic. Thank you all. Thanks for everybody for being here. Thank you for participating. You too.